Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. guys so much for your generosity. Yeah, let's, thank, let's thank God today for all that we're allowing, he's allowing us to do. Hey, um, we are in a series right now um, that we are just calling uh, The World of the Generous. And um, we wanted to show you guys just some videos over the next few weeks of things that you guys are doing. And, and all, these, um, all, these, all of our different partners are thanking us and thanking you guys at this season. I got a phone call this past week from um, Harbor Hope, and, they, and we were just with them at, a, um, at one of their galas. And we support them all year, long, all year long, and we supported them last year, and we're investing in them uh, greatly. And so thank you guys for, so much for all that you do. We literally are changing the world and we're changing this community and uh, one of my desires one of my greatest desires is that if god ever plucked this church up uh, from this community that the community would actually miss us and so we really really believe that if we continue to serve and love the city well then they actually will miss us and so um, we're so thankful thank you guys for all that you guys do uh, for the city hey um, i want to invite some of my friends up here today this is uh, jess and eloy can we welcome them up here today you can't see them. they're coming come on <clears throat> hey, uh, what we've done the last uh, last week and this week is we I had the opportunity to interview um, some of my friends, and um, we believe at this church um, that God's called us to be generous. He's called every single one of us uh, to be generous. And um, I said this last week, I'm going to say it again this week, a lot of people could be up here. I could be interviewed a lot of people, um, but I just happened to choose um, to interview uh, these guys and um, and Chris last week. And and who knows, I may have a few more interviews, uh, maybe asking you, <laughs> coming to a city near you. Um, but uh, I'm just so thankful uh, for you guys. And um, you guys, these guys right here, uh, Jess and Eloy, uh, they personify uh, generosity. And uh, these guys are, are my ride or dies. And um, I'm so, 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 so thankful for you. I'm not going to make you cry today, uh, Jess. I was thinking about doing it. Um, but the Bible, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Um, I want, to, I want to read a verse of scripture. My notes aren't open. I apologize. Um, there's a verse that I saw yesterday on the, on the Bible app, and it says, Proverbs 17, 17, says, A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in a time of need. And uh, these are these kind of people for me. And um, I've known these guys for a, a little over a decade. We just had a friend anniversary on Facebook. Not you, Eloy, because you have a friend. I know you're on there. I just don't even know exactly. I don't even know your real name. So... Um, <laughs> We're, we've been friends for a little over um, 10 years, and um, I'm just thankful for you guys um, before, I, before I interview you guys. I'm very, very thankful for you guys. Um, when, I, um, when I struggle and when I have a bad day, I know you, don't, you didn't know I had those, um, but when I struggle and I have a bad day, uh, my kids go to school over um, uh, by uh, Jess and Eloy's where they live at, and if I struggle or have a bad day, they know because I just stroll up into their house. And it, I bring Starbucks. It makes it look like I'm okay, but I'm really not okay. And they now, they, there's a, we have a rhythm in our relationship. They know if, um, if I'm struggling, I'll, I'll just, if I'm picking my kids, I have, I have some time and available. Or if I get bad news, um, I just drop off and, and just vomit on them. And everybody needs friends like that. And you guys have been that, those friends uh, for me. And so thank you guys for, so much for the part you guys play. Um, I love these guys a ton. Um, 
it's hard to get all the questions completely tight uh, down, but uh, we, these guys helped us launch the church. Um, tell, before we get into the church, tell everyone about your kids, your family. Um, yeah, I'll start with that. Come on. <laughs> so we have three kids, eight, five, one. Yeah, eight, five, one and a half. Um, we were, I was pregnant with my first with Diana and Wes, and I got pregnant, and I said, Ty, you should have a third kid. It would be so much fun to get pregnant oh. together. And then she got pregnant with three and four, so sorry. So I'm still mad at you for that. <laughs> It's been great. It's been a ride. We absolutely love being on this ride with you and being one of your biggest cheerleaders. Yeah, these guys. Um, so then, and then, so they're they're. Is it our eight-year-olds? Yeah, we have eight-year-olds together, yeah. and um, they they kept going. And um, and on their worst days and on their best days, um, we get to uh, laugh and joke. And um, Eloy, uh, real quick, um, all the stuff that you guys see in the sound, all of our labeling, all those things, um, Eloy did, they've been with us from the very, very, very beginning of the church. Tell these guys, um, what time we used to get there back in the early days. Well, it was, oh, that was really loud. Uh, we started, it was one Sunday, it was a note set up on Saturday, so we had to get here at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, the good old days. Set up. And tell them how you guys, tell them how, how the Floreses got to church on those mornings. Not together. Cars. Not together. Separate cars. I used to get up, get ready, leave the house when everybody was sleeping. Then she would have to drive across town. We live on the other side of town about 40 how, minutes. Yeah, how, how long? 40, 40 minutes. 40 yeah. minutes. 40 minutes, you it guys. It depends if you're going the speed limit, right? Well, so you, for me, it takes me 45 minutes. For him, he gets here in 25 minutes, 23 guys. minutes. <laughs> we only had one kid, and I had a sports car. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Justify it. Justify it. That's what, we all do that with our sins. We justify them. You guys, so two cars, they, they rock two cars here for the first six months of this church, 45 minutes. Um, I know because I do this a lot with my kids, but that's $10, uh, $10, $10 uh, per car um, each way. And so, or two cars, so they're 20 bucks in each week. And so, uh, did you guys take that out of your tithe or did, was that above and beyond the tithe? <laughs> It, it was auto pay. Yeah. It was auto pay. That no, that actually goes into a separate bucket in our budget. Yeah. Um, and it's called, we have that in our car maintenance budget. Car maintenance, cool. And that's what we pay our tolls with. Yeah, these guys are here. Uh, you guys, these guys are like ma master budgeters. And um, Chris said it last week, budgeting is not fun. Uh, but these guys have really um, locked down on it. Um, tell, have you guys always been tithers? Um, when did you start tithing? When did you learn to tithe? So individually, since I was little, since I was five, six years old, I've tithed. So that was just something ingrained in me. And anything that comes in income-wise, we I always tithe. And then when we got married, we started dating. It was sort of her upbringing also. Uh, and then when we got married, that was just it. When we made very little money and when we've made more money, it's always been, as we were talking about it this week, it's always been the first budget line. It's yeah. tithe. We don't automatically tithe it doesn't just come in and go out automatically we look at it we say how much it is even if it doesn't change every time income comes in we look at it this much is tithe we go into the website and we tithe manually and with purpose that's cool jess um tell or uh yeah jess jess is the budgeter in their house and but you guys haven't always been like super 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 tight budgeters we have not no right no, no okay tell them uh, when that journey began, when you guys like really leaned into it, how you guys learned the content to start going, you know, we're going to lock down on this. Okay. 
So guys, when Eli and I were dating, we were talking about getting married, and he just flat out told me one day, listen, I'm not getting married to you if you have debt. Come on. Yeah. I received that. I like shoes. Come on. And so I shopped all the time, and it was just me, and I had a good job, and I bought shoes and stuff all the time, and I just racked up my credit card. And he looked at me, and he was like, it's not happening. So you have to get your stuff in order, and you have to, you know, get out of debt. And I was like, okay, bet, no problem. So I got out of debt real good, real Makes quick. sense. And, and, I, and I had to propose. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then we, we locked in together, um, and it wasn't always easy to talk about. When we first got married, he came at me one day, and he was like, we're going to do this seven steps, or I don't even know how many steps there are, guys. There's a lot of steps, okay? You didn't know you needed rehab, did you? No, I was but like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, no, we're going to do it. This is the book. This is the steps we're going to follow. And I was like, you can do that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to do it my way, and you can do it your way. And then I think it was like three months later, maybe, I was like, okay, this, this could actually work. And then we started debt snow, snowballing. I was doing my master's at the time. Um, and to graduate with your master's with no debt is just the feeling is amazing. Um, we've had our parents with us, but they have not paid for us or supported us, you know, financially since we've been married and out of the house. Um, we got married when we were 20, so it was really up to us to kind of do it on our own. Um, and we've talked about it, and we've grown from it, um, and we've learned to love budgeting now. Before you started budgeting, didn't you come home with a brand new car for Eloy? An I expensive? did buy him a so, car. So, <laughs> was that a fight? Were it you was. mad? Well, yes. no. We he had. A, I don't even know what the car a reliable thing is. a reliable car. No, it had no air, no heater. The gas thing didn't work. He wanted to pick me up in that. We got stranded on the road on John Young one time. I love that. I don't car. even know how he was I trying still to save, dated you. He was trying that. to save for your engagement ring. He needed to no. save. He needed to awesome save. Car. I bought him a new car because I was tired of his old one. But she bought the car. She had to make the payments. Come on. I like that. I, I did not have a car payment. I've never had a car payment in my life. It's not a braggadocious thing. It's, I, I don't believe in that. So if she wanted me to have a new a newer car, it wasn't a new car, it was a used car, then she would have to pay the monthly payments. Yeah. I would put gas in it. So that was before. That, <clears throat> what a solid guy. What a solid guy. Just girls. Listen, it, I gave it. him the gas budget. So Come on. <laughs> Come on, okay, before budgeting, because it hasn't always been up until right, before budgeting, uh, before the, the Dave Ramsey, before the seven steps, all those things, before all that, um, the car was not your, your best purchase. You didn't, you didn't agree on that, you, you bought that. And um, I think Eloy communicated this, you may, I can't remember which one of you guys said it, but you guys also bought a house that you, this is before budgeting, right? You bought a house that you shouldn't have bought. Is that, is that the right words, Eloy? Um. If you're doing the Dave Ramsey Seven Steps, we bought a house that was over our limit. Our yeah, over your limit. And that we, was. We were 70, 80% into the mortgage. Dang. Wow. So you, 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 but you've always, I said this last week, I've always given, I've always, we've always tithed, but we didn't have a budget. You can tithe and not have a budget and things can still be going to heck. You know, like it just doesn't work out. You have to tie. You have to tie because the Bible says first fruits. But you also have to budget so you can know where you can. You have to make other other good decisions. So maybe the the car was not the best decision, or maybe not agreed upon decision, and maybe not um, maybe not the house. Or were there any other like bad decisions besides all the shoes? But those were good investments, if you ask me, Jess. Um, were there any any other purchases that you guys bought? No, not really. It was just those were big. 
yeah. those life-changing. Okay, cool. Let's uh, transition a little bit. Um, one of the things that I love um, about you guys and about your story is that uh, these guys have been faithful, uh, faithful um, to giving and to serving. It's, it's all I've ever known um, from you guys. And so, again, I thank you guys for that. Um, but you guys, uh, your mom, uh, you guys had to walk through cancer. You guys walk through your own family dynamics. You had to, you, you guys have you guys have gone through loss um, loss of jobs um, and all those things. Can you guys speak to God's faithfulness um, in those seasons? Uh, one and then two um, in those tough seasons. Um, did you guys ever think, all right, maybe we should pull back on our giving so we can make sure we can make it to the other side? Short answer is no. Yeah, our budget, the way that our budget is set up, we have income, and the first line is tithe. Like, that's a no-brainer. It all, Whatever we choose to do or whatever we allot for other things outside of that, it always comes second or third. It Budget is number one, or tithe is number one always. Like, whatever we can do, if we can't do something, if we can't, you know, go to SeaWorld or Universal or Disney, choose your theme park. If we can't do something that week or that month because whatever reason we don't have the means for it, it's not because we tithed or we didn't tithe. Tithe is always, it's non-negotiable in our house. Yeah. Um, whenever we get any type of income, whether it be, you know, we talked about this last night, whether it be, you know, our tax refunds or his severance, which he can talk about, it's always the first line. We, it's a, no, a non-negotiable for us. Um, when I went to church as a little kid, my dad's a pastor, and when I went to church for, as a little kid, he would give me a dollar, and he would give me 25 cents with the dollar, and he would say, this is yours, and this is God's, and he taught me that, and I would give, you know, sometimes both, and then I'd be like, Dad, can you buy me a cheeseburger, because I gave all my money, so. <laughs> God will provide with by somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Eloy, talk about that. That was a thing uh, we were in. Eloy's one of the trustees also, so he looks over the church's budget and the finances, and um, you, you said something so quickly the other day, and I, it really didn't hit me at all. Um, but you lost your job, and uh, one of the, and tell that story a little bit because one of the guys, was, one of the other guys in the in the environment, it were, and one of the trustees was like, you gave off that. So tell them about the giving off the severance. Yeah, so um, it was a tough season. It was a little bit before COVID, so it wasn't even a COVID layoff. But I got laid off. We had just purchased a home. You were pregnant, about three months pregnant. So we was were, that was that planned? That last third one, just asking. No, that was just a, the oh, this one. is two. Okay, cool. So we were, she was pregnant with our second one. I got laid off. We had just moved to a house three months before that, and we had a mortgage and bills, and a layoff came, and we didn't know what was coming. And then we just prayed. And one of the things that God showed me in that season is that I have a, your right or die, I have my right or die. She buckled down, and you got to do, you do what you got to do, I'll take care of the rest. And I found a job really quickly. It was a pay cut, but... We did it, uh, and that was the first layoff. So I'll get to the, the tithe. And I didn't get a severance on that one, but we still tithed on her one income. One of the things, we've lived off of 90% since we've been married. And in some occasions, it's been a sacrifice, but I, I think of thriving in the sacrifice. It's, it's the best way to live. When you sacrifice to God, you thrive. So got laid off, got a new job kids, school, we're good. We're, we're getting to where we need to be again. I get a new job. I get promoted. The most income we've ever had. This is in the middle of COVID. Didn't get laid off. Then the layoff comes. 
we're at the most income, the most tithing, the best we've ever been. I get laid off with a severance. What do you do? Right after our third. Right after our third. So now we have three kids with one income. We get a pretty sizable severance in my job, and it's, it'll get us through six months. What do we do? We tithe. I love that. That was, that was like, I was like, I never really thought about that because you think severance, well, you need that because you got to live. That's what that's there for. And um, I like that you guys give off the, um, you also give off your tax return. I think it's really cool because the reality is that you've already given off of it one time. You know what I'm saying? You've already tied up the first time, but you're like, yo, it came back. <laughs> We're going to give off that again. Did you, have you guys always done that or did, did that come down the road? Like what, what made you decide that we're going to also give off, off of the, off of that also? I think that was, that was more of a, the budgeting part. And when you look at it and then income comes in, you normal. Budget. Yeah. So that's part of the routine. Our tax return, we, we set aside for the heart, for the house, house, home, hope. She, she's going to get the, the things. She's going to get the name of it by, by year eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> Pray for me. You know but, what? To be honest, as long as you give to, I don't care what you call it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Facts. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard because the holiday, you can have all the excuses in the world when it comes for the heart, for the home, house. <clears throat> when it comes for that tithe or for that um, generosity gift, you can have all the excuses in the world. You know, it's the end of the year, Christmas shopping, all the things. But guys, your tax return or whatever you get, it's in April, you know, deadline. So if you plan and if you budget beforehand then you won't be so tight and guess what then when the time comes here in December which we're going to talk about soon then you can even probably give more and above and beyond so you guys plan for the heart for the house offering in April I love that that's cool um how you guys so you guys tithe every single month or every single week it's automatic for you guys but then you guys are also generous above that um is that do you guys budget your generosity or do you have a savings account? And you're like, okay, cool. We we're, we have the margin to be able to be generous. Or do you guys budget budget your generosity? Uh, you guys helped a kid go to camp this past summer. They don't got kids in youth group, but they sent some kids to camp. Um, if I need something, if we have whatever, if like, hey, we're we're you know, we're doing turkeys or whatever we're doing, all things that church this church does, and you guys jump in on that. Do you guys plan that, or because you have margin, you're able to do it? It's it's a little bit of both, but it's definitely margin. It's, yeah we're able to do we would offer and, and we would tithe and we would help we might be able to do more helping if we're budgeting for it and that's what we do we plan for it and then whenever it comes up if you need something somebody needs something we're, we're there for them we're there for the church when i lost my job there was people in this church that reached out and said pick a bill pick anything we got we'll pay for it that's cool we didn't need to do that thankfully but there was people in this church that offered that that's cool. I love that. I love the, yeah. Come on, we can clap for that. Being in a community group is so important. It, that's a whole other side message. I'm going to leave that there. How do I always get to, how do I always get to community? Every message I got, it could somehow get to community because um, it's, it's so, it's so important. Um, and generosity obviously comes in all shapes and sizes and you guys have served. And I feel like that's generosity and time and you guys have driven your cars and vehicles multiple, multiple ways. And um, to be completely honest with you guys, if you would have had the old car, it wouldn't have made it all the way out here. So you Facts. need to just had to plan out that sports Facts. car so you could make, help us launch this church. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> can you guys, uh, I, I want to wrap up our time together today. Hopefully you guys are learning uh, from these guys. But I do, I am curious um, if someone's going, you know what, I just... I mean, we, oh, we, we had this conversation one time about the 10%. You know 
Remember I asked you guys, or I made that comment to you guys, can you think about, is it, would it, have you ever thought about the other car you'd buy, the other house you would buy, the vacations you would take if you didn't tithe? Do you remember I asked you guys that question? Yeah. And you were a little bit offended by that. <laughs> We'd be rolling. Yeah. Wouldn't it be like, it would be so, um, so cool. Di and I have a goal. Um, I've always had this goal. I want the highest amount at the end of the year. I want the highest amount out of my checkbook to be um, for the house, for God. I want to be, I want my highest the number out um, is, is to God. And um, we've always tried to do that, and we're getting pretty close. Um, and so I'm thankful for that. So, um, what, did, I ask, did I ask a question and then yeah, start talking? Kinda, yeah, you kind of did. Yeah, we, ask, got, we got you. We've been along this journey for yes. him, so we yes. know the squirrel moment. Yeah, y'all prepared. <laughs> totally prepared. So what I will say, and to answer that, it's, to me, it's almost mind-boggling that there's a thought process yeah. in that, that side of things. It's... Why, why would you not give the 10% and live off the 90? It's what we do. It's, we're Christians, right? We, that's what we believe, believe in. So to get that extra vacation, to get those season passes to whatever theme park, that extra couple-year New York car, it's, it's not worth it. Yeah. 10% is, it. Is, is way more. It gets you way more. Yeah. Just the last question. Um, so you guys, you're, you're giving, you're obviously, you're saving, you're paying all your bills. You guys are paying some things ahead. The Lord's blessing you guys, um, all of those things. Um, would you say that um, for someone who's going, hey, I'm just going to get started in this thing. Like, I'm just going to put my feet in. I'm just going to give it a try. Um, obviously, start with 1%. Besides that, would you give anybody, like, any practical, like, hey, if you're just going to try this for the first time, what would it look like? Where would they start? Any thoughts come to mind? Yeah. Budget. Yeah. I think he said Jess. <laughs> she said, he said guys. Uh, yeah. I said Jess. Yeah. I'm on Jess's side. I think she, um, she, does would... the, she budgets, so I want to be on her side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm on Shelby's side, and I'm on Jess's side, because now I know the generosity comes from the houses. <laughs> I would say, um, I would say always, always live off of what you have after the 10%. Make it a non-negotiable. There's always going to be a reason. There's always going to be something that you want. There's always going to be something that you can do. But if you just make it a non-negotiable, it's just like any non-negotiable. You like Starbucks. You don't like Dunkin', sorry. Um, but if you want to go to Starbucks all the time because you don't like Dunkin', well, guess what? God wants your 10% first. Like, that, it's just biblical. Like, do it. If you don't do it, you will find a reason every single time to not do it. It has to be a non-negotiable. Yeah, you got to start doing it. Hey, can we thank these guys for sharing with us today? Thank you, guys. I love you guys. Thankful for you. You got to have some people in your corner that are fighting for you and doing life with you. She pushed you off? That's what I saw. <laughs> Eloy. 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 Hey, um, I want to preach really quick. Can you guys reach underneath your seat? And underneath your seat, uh, there is a there's a generosity envelope, and there's also a coin. Um, you're both. I'm giving you some money today. <laughs> you're asking us to give, but you're also giving to us. It's awesome how God works. Um, all we've asked you to do in this season, if you're new to Hope Church, we're glad you're here. This isn't for you. If you're brand new to church and you're like, this is my very first time, all we're asking you to do is to ask 
God what part you'll play in this, in this offering. It's not today. It's in two weeks. Um, would you just take this home with you this week as a reminder? Just pray and say, hey, God, I want to be a part of that. And whatever he puts on your heart, that will be what you, that'll be what you give, okay? We got that? We're, whatever God puts on your heart, whatever it is, then that's what you'll, that's what you'll give. And if he says to give nothing, um, then, that's what you'll, then that's what you'll give. Take this coin in your hand. I want to read this passage of scripture for you today. I want to go 3D with you today. I'm going to read to you. You're going to hear me. You can see it. And also hold this coin in your hand. The Bible says in uh, Luke chapter 21, it'll be on the screen for you. I think Luke 21, um, the Bible says in verse 1, while Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Much like this church, much like you and I today in this building, people are dropping off their, their gifts. Verse 2 says this, then the poor widow, she came by and she dropped in two small coins. Everybody say two. And you have a small coin. I probably should have gave you two small coins to really drive home the point. But nonetheless, you have the one coin in your hand. The Bible says that she had two small coins. In verse 3, Jesus is speaking. These are red letters. It says, I tell you the truth. Jesus said this, the poor widow has given more than all the rest of the people. Now I know what you're probably thinking. Two small coins is not as much as a tithe. Or two small coins is not as much as... You know, the guy dropping in the gold pound and dropping in and making all the noise. The Bible says, I tell you the truth. I'm here today to tell you the truth. Hopefully when you come to this house every week, you feel like you've been told the truth. I want to tell you the truth today. Jesus said, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of these people. Verse 4, I love this verse. I got my message out of verse 4 today. The Bible says this, for they have given a tiny part of their surplus. A tiny part of their surplus. Not their first. They've given a tiny part of whatever was left over. Like, they're giving off of the Starbucks money. They're not giving off of, of the whole thing. They're giving just a little, they're just giving a little off of the little, not a little off of the, the lot. And so he says here, but she, poor as she is, has given everything that she has. She's given everything that she has. She, this, is, this lady, she could sing this song that we sang, this graduate. She could sing it. She's like, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you everything I got, God. I'm going to give you everything that I got. On this coin, it's so ironic to me today. On this little small coin you got today, on every single one of you guys, every single of you guys have a coin um, on, on, on one of these things. It's, it's a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter. And um, didn't think this illustration out completely, but Maggie donated all this money today. We're so thankful for her today and uh and you have this coin today on all these coins and any any dollar amount or any any uh amount that you have right there there's a phrase on all of these whether it's a copper all whatever whatever you got in your hand today penny nickel dime quarter whatever you got there's a phrase on there that you all know maybe you've passed over but it says in god we trust i know the hardest thing to trust god with is our money. You guys, God was thinking this through, wasn't he? Dude, God don't miss. He has never missed a shot. He's never not come through. He was, he was faithful every single time. Through just his mom's cancer, he was faithful. Through just, just uh, Eloy's layoff, he was faithful. Through the, through the new job and all the things, through the severance package, God was faithful. God is always, always faithful. You can trust God. So here's a, little, uh, here's a little tension today. Here's the first point today. You can trust God with anything. And some of you are like, yo, Pastor West, that's good. I like that. You can trust God with anything. And so a lot of you guys in here today, you have trusted God with anything. With anything. You, you've done that. You have trusted God with anything. 
You just pick the thing and you've trusted God with that. And whatever your thing is for, for Jesse, it's easy. They've, they've trusted God with their, with their finances. Some of you guys have trusted God with your, your job. Or maybe you've trusted God through your, through, your, uh, through your cancer. Whatever you've trusted through your marriage, you've trusted God. You've just chose the thing because you can trust God with anything. It's such a really, really good point. But there's a level between, there's a level in this, in this conversation that we're having today. We're really talking about the people that live in the world of generous because this series is an invitation for you to move into a whole new world. And here's what people who are generous do. This is the game changer. Those people, they trust God with everything. Not just anything. Not just with some things. They trust him with everything. Their children, their health, physical, spiritual, mental. If they trust God, man, that's just a, that blows my through everything. If I get a severance package, I'm like, I'm going to put that in my savings account. That's what the Bible says that people do. Some people just, they, they, they hoard their stuff away. They store up treasures here on this earth. But the Bible, my Bible tells me today that you can trust God with literally everything. And people that live in that stratosphere of generosity, they're like, there's not anything that I'm not going to trust God with. There's nothing I'm going to trust God with. Because I know, yes, because they're going, I know that I can trust God with literally anything and everything. There isn't one thing. But can I tell you one more thing that I thought was very, very unique? This is just, this right here is, is the tension point that I find myself in. It is this, I know, hopefully you will be able to feel this with me. It, it is so weird to me, you guys, that we will trust God. I'm not even sure if I should share this with you today. It is so weird to me that we will trust God with our eternity. When we die, where we're gonna go? We we will trust God with our eternity, but we won't trust God with our little might, with our finances. Isn't that kind of weird, you guys? I mean, you would agree that God, He's gonna get you to heaven. You're not going to hell, but you're like, you know, I just don't know if I can trust Him with that. I, I would say this, I, I think I'm speaking in love today, but it's a little bit of a slap in the face to him, isn't it? It's a little bit. You're like, oh, shoot. I knew I, brought the, I knew I picked the wrong day to bring my visitor friend. I know. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm in it with you. I'm in it with you. I'm open. I was like, I hope none of my friends because I've invited church come today. <laughs> we got to trust God with everything. That's the point. Chris said it last week. It, it would be sad if you, if you, you, you know, you, you hit the target, but you missed the point. The, the point is that we're, God's called us to, to live in this world of generosity. It's in, so this series is, a, is an invitation. It's an invitation for all of us in here today. And so here's what we're going to do today. We're going to take communion together today. Because I want to remind you... I, if anything you got, if you get anything, I wanted to end with this. If you're brand new to this church, forget about the offering talk. Forget about the offering envelope. Forget about the coin that we just gave you. By we, I mean Maggie. Forget all about that. The ending and the most important part is that Jesus has given us everything. And he gave us everything we've got. He, he's even given us salvation today. If you're here today and you're joining us for the very first time, we want you to know that there's a God in heaven who loves you so much that he sent his one and only son down the cross for your sins and for my sins so that we can have an eternal life with him in eternity, but we also can have a relationship with him here on this earth.
We don't get God when we get to heaven. We get God the moment we accept salvation. We get God on earth. And it's him. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to trust him with anything and everything. So they're not, we're not patting them on the back today. We're going, man, praise God they were discipled. Praise God that they understand. Praise God that they value all that God's done for them. Praise God that they were discipled. Praise God for the Holy Spirit lives inside of them. Because I promise you, it is, there's been times in all of our lives where the Holy Spirit said, hey, it's time to do this. And then we've responded to that. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.